right, Colossians. We're a little bit over halfway through this New Testament book that we've been looking at every Sunday morning for weeks now. I want to thank John Revelle for stepping in for me last week. Uh, he did a great job recapping the first two chapters and leading us into chapter three. First two chapters of the book of Colossians have been all about two main subjects. One, that Jesus is supreme. He is the one true God. There are no other gods before him. And two, we can't earn our righteousness. Our righteousness is a gift from Jesus Christ to us. All we can do is receive it. Chapter 3 turns the corner a little bit because you might think, well, there's really nothing to do then as a Christian. I'll just sit around and do nothing. Well, that's not true. There are things that we, we can and should be doing. There are choices of the will that we can and should be making. So we're going to, as we move into the rest of the book of Colossians, we're going to see there are things we, we can do. And we're going to see today one very clear, simple, direct action that we can engage in as Christians to grow our lives in Christ. One of the things I noticed John mentioned last week was that he likes to eat, he likes to be comfortable, he likes to sit in his recliner, and because of that, what he called his mid-range was kind of expanding. Um, so John, what I wanted to suggest is you do what I do, just buy a bag of your clothing. In fact, I brought some clothing with me. I grabbed some things from my closet today. Um, the reason I wasn't here last week is I was officiating a wedding for my nephew in Poughkeepsie, New York, on Sunday, so I couldn't be there and here. And I, this is what I wore. This was my suit from the wedding. I looked good. <laughs> so my wife very carefully and strategically chose the tie and the pocket square to match the bridal party. I put this on. I performed the wedding. We had a great day. Um, at one point during the week this last week, I did some work around the house, and I grabbed these clothes. I'll unzip this so you can see these beautiful pants. These are my work pants. This is my work sweatshirt. It's got a thumb hole here, um, paint on it. When I'm going to work around the house, and I actually do get paint on the wall, by the way. <laughs> when I work around the house, this is what I wear. Imagine if I went to my closet to go do the wedding and randomly grab clothes and grab these. Imagine me standing up to officiate a wedding in this. It'd be ridiculous, right? About as ridiculous as I've got to paint a room in my house. Let me grab these clothes and put them on and paint. We don't do that. I am, and I know you are too, very purposeful about what I wear. I choose based on the needs of the day. I chose, well, I didn't actually cheat. My wife chose these clothes for me, <laughs> for church clothes, to come here and be part of our, our time together. When I know what the needs of my day are, I think about what I'm going to wear to meet the needs of the day. The things I'm going to engage in, the things I'm going to do, help me decide what to put on. For me, the reverse of that is also true. What I wear helps get me in the right mindset for what I'm going to do. For the day. If I had my suit on, I really couldn't get myself into the mindset of work on my car or paint a room. If I had those uh, work clothes on, it would be hard for me to get myself in the mindset of I've got to officiate a wedding. So what I wear really does matter in how I think, and how I think helps me decide what to wear. You're probably wondering, why is he talking about clothing? This passage that we're going to look at in Colossians talks all about what to wear, what to put on spiritually. 
and there are some lessons we can take from what we know practically about how we dress and pull these into what does this mean spiritually how I dress. So let's read it in Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, we're in verse 12. This is 12 and 14. It reads like this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, before we talk about these character qualities and putting them on, we need to take a look at the very first word in this passage. The very first word in this passage is therefore. It might help us understand the significance of that word if we substitute the word since. This is really what it's saying. It's since you are God's chosen people, since you are holy and dearly loved, since you have received grace and mercy, since God has lavished his love on you, since God has forgiven you, since God has made you righteous, holy, pure, since God has given you life, since he has brought you from the dead, since he has renewed your spirit, since God has done everything for you, put these clothes on. We're not putting these clothes on to try to prove we're good to God. We're putting these clothes on out of a response. We love because he first loved us. We can forgive because he forgave us. We can be gentle with people because he's gentle with us. We can be patient, thank God, because he's patient with me. We can bear with each other because he is long-suffering with us. We love because he first loved us. So since you are one of God's chosen people, since you're holy, since you're dearly loved, forgiven, and lavished upon by the Lord Almighty, then clothe yourself. Still not going to get to what we put on yet because this word clothe, uh, the Greek word, and duo, that gets translated clothe yourself, doesn't just mean put on a jacket or pull on some pants. It has a deeper, richer meaning than that. It actually means to be fully clothed, to be fully wrapped in. You could think of it like this. It's the sense of sinking into a garment. You're not pulling on a pair of socks. You are immersing yourself in this clothing, that word means. That's what it means. So this passage says, since you are so loved by God, sink into these garments, immerse yourself in them, wrap yourself completely in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bear with each other, forgive each other. Now I want us to really take a moment and think about what these words mean. So I'm going to show you each word and just a simple definition so we can get our minds around what it is we're supposed to be wearing as a follower of Christ. What is it I'm supposed to put on? And the first one is compassion. Compassion is a feeling that arises within you when you're confronted with someone else's suffering. You feel motivated to relieve that suffering. Compassion in you recognizes someone else's suffering and says, I want to help that person. That's compassion. You could think of it simply like this. It literally means to suffer together. So if I have compassion for you when you're suffering, I'm going to come alongside you when you're suffering. I'm going to put my arm around you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask you how you're doing. 
I'm going to have feelings of empathy and sympathy for you in compassion. I guess the opposite of that would be, if you're suffering, I don't care. It doesn't affect me any. I hope you get through it. I'll pray for you. See you later. Kindness. Kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. The Bible says that it's because of God's kindness that I'm led to repentance. It's not a finger-pointing. It, it looks at me in a friendly way, in a generous way, in a considerate way, and says, I'm going to give you what you need with a smile on my face. Not in reluctance, not withholding, not expecting something back or holding uh, strings over it. Humility. Humility is a feeling or an attitude that you have no special importance that makes you better than others. And that's the key of it right there. Because if I put the period in the wrong place in this definition, it would read like this. Humility is the feeling or attitude that you have no special importance. That's not really the full description. Because that can lead me to beating myself up. That could lead me to a very unhealthy, low self-esteem. If I walk around just saying I'm not as important as everyone else, I don't matter as much as everyone else, God doesn't care about me like he cares about other people. I'm not as high on the, the scale as other people are. That's not humility. That's false humility. Real humility needs the rest of that sentence. It reads like this. A feeling or attitude that you have no special importance that makes you better than others, that makes you more important than others, that makes you more favorable in God's sight than others, that makes you feel like you're smarter than other people, or better looking, or know more, or have more. Humility is the lack of pride. It's saying, I came into this world with nothing, I'll leave this world with nothing, and everything I have and everything I am is because of the grace of God, because of what he gave me. Gentleness. Gentleness is the quality of being calm, kind, tender, soft, and mild-mannered. The quality of being calm, kind, tender, soft, or mild-mannered. We're supposed to put that one on. Um, but sometimes we're not gentle. Sometimes we're harsh. Sometimes we're demanding. That would be the opposite of gentleness. Patience. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay. <laughs> I don't like delay in any form, especially when I'm in line at the store. Patience. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. There's the key to patience. It's accepting that things are moving more slowly than I want them to without getting upset or angry about it, without lashing out or saying, let's get things moving here. For me, patience is um, it's an inner battle. Bearing with. Bearing with just means to carry the burden of someone else. If someone's struggling in any way, shape, or form, it's to come alongside them and say, how can I help carry your burden? Rather than Gee, hope you get through that one of these days. Forgiveness, letting go of resentment and giving up any claim to be compensated for the hurt or loss we have suffered. Letting go of resentment, and here's the key, one of the keys to forgiveness, giving up a claim to be compensated, payback, make it even, make it right. Forgiveness just lets it go without expecting repayment back. 
letting go of resentment, and giving up the claim. So those are the definitions of those character qualities. I know you knew them. I knew them too when I read them. But it's sometimes helpful for me to go through something slowly and remember what it means and let it sink in. So here's my question for you. As I read through that list, that scripture passage said, clothe yourself, put on, dress yourself with compassion, kindness, patience, humility, gentleness, bearing with each other, forgiveness. Uh, I, I got the list out of order because I was paraphrasing here. Which one of those really struck you? Which one of those, as you sit here today, did you say, oh yeah, I need to put my, I really need to wrap myself in some gentleness? Or I, I really, these days, need to put on patience? Because at any given point in our lives, there might be one of those garments that you're not wearing as much as others, right? We talked about this at staff meeting this past Tuesday. I was unpacking this a little bit and testing the concept out with the staff, and we read the scripture, and, and uh, I just, I threw the question out, which one? And I had to admit for myself, the one that really stood out on the list for me was patience. Because just the day before, I was thinking, I feel like I have hurryitis. And it's not specifically being impatient with people and lashing out. It's this feeling inside of me that I always have to get things done fast. And it's never fast enough. And I always have so much to do, I got to finish this thing so I can get to the next thing. And in me, that's impatience. So I have to I have to wear the garment of patience. I need all of them. I need to wear all those garments. But the one these days that I need to pay most attention to is clothing myself in patience because hurry's not good. Hurry inside of me causes a whole other host of problems. It can cause me not to be gentle. It can cause me to skip compassion and not care. It can cause me to say I don't have time for kindness or generosity. So for me, it was was wrap myself in patience. So let's go back. Are you thinking about which one? Are you thinking about which one today? If you had to put on one of these garments, which one do you need to put on most, pay most attention to? You got that in your mind? All right, let's go back to my clothing over here. I said a couple things about clothing. The first one is that when I put clothes on, it's purposeful. It's intentional. And, and thank you, by the way, for all of you for choosing to put clothing on before you came to church today. I appreciate the purpose and intent in that. When I choose what I'm going to wear, when I go to my closet or my drawers and I'm poking through, I think about the needs of my day and I think about which one of these garments do I need to put on. And I actually have to go through the act of putting it on. I've got to take it off the rack. I've got to put it on. If I'm going to paint today, or I'm going to work outside, I've got to say, this is the right garment for that, and I've got to throw this thing on. I've actually got to stick my arms in it, put my, sleeve, you know, my hands through the sleeves. I can't say, oh, I need to paint today, I should put that old ratty sweatshirt on, and then walk away and not put it on. Acknowledging that I need to put it on is not the same as actually putting it on, right? I've got to wear it. Isn't this beautiful? Do you know how long I've had this? Older than you kids. Way older. Way older. I choose what to wear. And this says, um, what I wear is um, to be fully clothed in it, wrapped in it, immersed in it. I mentioned that earlier. So it doesn't mean, okay, if, I have to, um, if I have to clothe myself in patience, it doesn't mean put on a hat and say, okay, I've added patience to my wardrobe. If I have to 
uh, be more patient, I can't just put a sticker on. I've got to dress in it. Shirt, overshirt, pants, socks, shoes, the whole outfit is what that means if I'm going to immerse myself in it. And here's another interesting thing about putting on. Sometimes to put on a garment, especially spiritual ones, I have to take one off first. So let me show you what I mean by that. Let's suppose this sweatshirt in me represents um, harshness. Harshness. I'm not gentle. I'm wearing this thing with the holes in it and the stains on it, and it's harsh. It's offensive. Suppose that represents spiritually what I'm wearing. And I decide I really need to put on a garment of gentleness. I've, really, I've got to be intentional about being more gentle. I cannot go to my spiritual closet and say, here's the garment of gentleness. I really need to be wearing this these days and put it on over the harshness. I can't do it. Imagine, it doesn't even fit like this. Imagine if I went to the wedding to officiate with this jacket over that one. I'm pretending that I'm ready for the wedding, but underneath I'm not. I'm wearing harshness, but I'm trying to show that I'm gentle. In order to really put on gentleness, I've got to take the harshness off. I've got to, I can't do that. Excuse me for a moment. If I'm going to put on gentleness, I've got to say there's a harshness I need to remove. I've got to stop saying words that are offensive. I've got to stop thinking thoughts about other people that I shouldn't. I've got to stop having an edge to my voice. I have to remove that. I have to make a choice to say, I'm going to try not to use hurtful words. I'm going to take that harshness, and I'm going to put it away. I'm going to take it off. Now I'm ready to put gentleness on. You can't just layer it over. I'm, going to, I'm totally impatient underneath, but I'm going to layer a little patience over the top. I don't care a lick about you, but I'm going to put on a garment of compassion. It doesn't work like that. I've got to remove the old stuff sometimes before I can put on the new one. And here's an interesting thing. Can we, um, can we put the first slide back up, the first passage that, that had the, uh, therefore, as God's holy um, people? To, yeah. There's a word I want to point out here. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with another. Forgive one another. Uh, if anyone, um, forgive as the Lord forgave you. There's no, I, I want to tell you what's missing from this. There's no or. There's no O-R in here. So I'm talking about, well, there's always one that kind of jumps out. That oh, I really should try to be more compassionate. I should work on being more patient. But the truth is, this says clothe yourself in all those things. It does not say this. I, I've said this before. I often look at a passage and I ask myself when I'm studying it, what does it not say? Because you can learn almost as much from that. It does not say this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion or kindness or humility or gentleness or patience. These commas without the word or in there means we're supposed to wear all of it. All of it. We're supposed to immerse ourselves and wrap ourselves in every one of it. The truth is, at any given point in my life, there's one that needs more attention than others, but I need to wrap myself in the entire garment. So how do I do it? 
how do you actually put those on? I know how to put this on. I walk over, I, I slide my arms in, but how do I put on compassion? How do I put on humility? How do I wear patience? How do I go through something that's purposeful and strategic and intentional and practical to help me wear those garments? Well, first thing I mentioned, you might have to identify in your life a garment you have to take off. The way you take that off is you come before the Lord first and you say, God, I have just been very impatient. And I'm sorry I'm wearing that garment. That's wrong. It's sinful. Please forgive me. I want to take that garment off. I'm, I'm right now before you in prayer. I'm taking that garment off. You might have to do that first. Or you might have to get with a trusted friend, someone who, who knows you, and just say, you know, I've just been so edgy and impatient in my life these days. I want to take that garment off. And I want to tell you, flesh and blood friend, that I'm trying to take that garment off and put on a garment of patience. So help me. If you notice me putting that old garment back on, point it out to me. Pray for me. Help me. Sometimes we need a friend uh, to help us put those clothing. So we're going to, uh, first we're going to say, what is it I'm putting on? And then another thing to do while you're um, intentionally putting things on might be to memorize or read a scripture. Maybe what I need to do if I'm putting on a garment of patience is find a scripture that reminds me to be patient or reminds me how patient God is with me and write it down somewhere. So I remember that the scripture tells me to forgive. The scripture tells me to love. The scripture tells me to have compassion and kindness and mercy. Oh yeah, that's right. Put it on a sticky note. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Stick it on your car dashboard. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it. As a reminder, it's like, oh yeah, today. Today when I got up from, from my day, I put on a garment of compassion. That's right. I'm trying to remember. I'm wearing that one today. It's like looking in the mirror and remembering what you have on. And sometimes for me, it really just comes down to saying it out loud. I can think something in my mind and be very sincere about it, and three minutes later, totally forget I thought it. But if I say it out loud, if I say, Lord, and I'm actually using words, not just thinking it, Lord, today I'm going to wear a garment of compassion. Or if I say to my wife, and she'll hold me to it, Heidi, today I want to wear a garment of compassion. If I say it out loud, now I'm more committed to it. Place reminders around, I mentioned. Uh, choose to remind yourself. There's this wonderful feature on my phone where I can put a reminder in, I can put a time on it, and it'll pop up on my phone. Rich, you have an appointment at 2 o'clock today. What if I put a reminder on my phone to pop up once a day that says, Rich, you're wearing a garment of patience today. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm wearing a garment of patience today. There are ways we can remind ourselves, and probably more than once a day. Maybe once an hour. Hey, Rich, don't forget, you're wearing patience today. Um, it was, um, there's a little bit more here in this passage. Oh, good, we still have it up. The, the part of this passage here that says, clothe yourselves, I'd mentioned one of the ways to translate that and to understand it is to sink into it fully. Other translations say, put on a heart of. I'm just curious, anyone in here, if you're following along in your Bible, does your translation say, put on a heart of instead of clothe yourself? Yeah, good, okay. Just wanted to verify that. A couple of people, their, their translation says, put on a heart of. And the feeling there with that phrase, put on a heart of, is something that's close. It's something inside. Right? Put on a heart of compassion. Put on a heart of kindness. Put on a heart of patience. I'm not putting on a garment to show off. 
I'm wrapping myself in those things close to my heart, right here. And then, see, this is where this, the rest of this really makes sense to me, and I'm going to show you two more pieces of clothing. And then the passage says, after we have put on a heart, after we have put on really close, inside, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with each other, forgiving with each other, then the last thing it says here, over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. In Jesus' day, it was common to wear garments like this. At the time this was written, it was common for people to wear an undergarment like this. This is just a long undergarment robe. It's, it's a one piece. You would put it on, wear that, and then over that, you would put on an outer garment, something like this. I'll take this one off the hanger and see if I can do this. I should have practiced this at home. So I need three hands. Okay. So then... Over this garment, the undergarment, you would put an outer garment. It's common that uh, in Jesus' day, Jesus himself and others dressed like this, with a long undergarment that totally covered the body, shoulders to ankles, and then put an outer garment over it. Now, with this picture in mind, what would it look like to put on an undergarment of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with each other, and forgiveness? right here, close to the skin, right against your heart, right against your skin, as close as close can be. And then you wrap them all together in an outer garment of love. What you don't necessarily see is the undergarment. What you see is the outer garment, if I dress like this. You might not necessarily see that I'm trying to put in my heart patience, kindness, compassion, gentleness, but what you will see is the outpouring of that is love. And didn't the Bible say we should be known by love? That's what people should see. They should see our outer garment of love, which is actually wrapping around, encasing the undergarment of kindness, patience, compassion, gentleness, forgiveness, bearing with each other. Let's read the next section of this passage because here's what comes out of it. If I come to the Lord and say, fill me with compassion, fill me with kindness, fill me with patience and gentleness and forgiveness, and I want to wear those like an, uh, close to my heart, and I'm, I'm going to wrap myself, immerse myself, sink into your garment of love. What comes out of that affects us all together, and it looks like this. Colossians 3, the next three verses, 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ... This next verse is a description of what a group of followers of Christ look like when they're wearing those garments. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I'm going to run down a little side rabbit trail here. I don't usually like to do that, but I feel like I should with one phrase on this. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. That word rule literally means referee. So if you think about a referee in a sporting event, 
The referee is the one who calls what's in and out, what's fair or foul. The referee keeps us in the game. The referee is the one who makes the decision to decide which way the game is going to go. What this is saying is let the peace of Christ be the referee in your heart. There are two layers to that. Heidi and I have done a lot of counseling with Christians who are trying to find God's will. And we say, here's a principle for you. Let the peace of Christ be the referee. When you're trying to make a decision, which way you're going to go, does God want me to go here? Does God want me to go here? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Let the peace of Christ be what rules in that. Because God will not lead you down a road that doesn't give you his peace. And we say that as a married couple. When we come to making decisions together, always we say we're going to let the peace of Christ rule in this decision. And we won't move forward on anything. We are totally committed to this unless we both have the peace of Christ on it. So you can let the peace of Christ referee in your heart. Let him rule. We also can take that phrase to mean all of us together. Let's let the peace of Christ be our referee here. At Calvary Church, as we move forward and we're going through transitions and we're making decisions and God is leading Calvary into a new future, when does the flag go up? When are we out of bounds? When are we making the right decision and when are we getting a little bit lost? Let's let the peace of Christ rule that. Let's let the peace of Christ referee between us. If we get a little sideways with each other, let's come together and say, let's let the peace of Christ rule in this. Not me, not you, not my idea, not my agenda, not your idea, not your agenda. The peace of Christ. Let's let him be our referee. That's what this means. And you know what that grows out of? This. It grows out of before I even get to this room, before I'm anywhere near any of you or the people in my world, I put this on. I choose compassion. I choose kindness. I choose patience and gentleness and forgiveness. And I say, God, by your strength and mercy, let me be that way. And then I put on a garment of love over it, and I say, I'm going to love like God loved me. Because he poured his heart, love out into my heart, I can love. And if I do that, then I come to the rest of my world, and the peace of Christ can rule. Because I'm not out to get my own agenda and my own way and my own things. I've learned the patience, love, and peace, and kindness, and gentleness at the hand of God and wrapped it in his love. That's how we'll act. That's how we'll be. And people will look at us here at Calvary Church and say, wow, how they love each other. Wow, how they love each other. So I'm going to call our worship team back up. And as you're coming up here, I'm going to ask you just to sit for a moment and digest some of this. And maybe you're thinking about there's an article of clothing, spiritual clothing. Maybe you've been thinking this whole time, yeah, I really have to put this one on. Take a moment before the Lord and say, is there something I need to take off first? But something I need to renounce, set aside, remove. And then is there a new garment I need to put on? God, help me. Take a few moments and just sit with the Lord in that. And then I'm going to pray for us, and the band's going to lead us through our final song.